everybody. It is that time of the podcast where we have an interview. And this week, we have Mr. Ben Goldsmith, writer of The Seance Room. Hey, guys. Uh, ben, how's it going? Uh, oh, I jumped it. I jumped in early. Oh, uh, good. You're all good. good. You, are, no. you just knew what was coming next. You're just that good. Yes. I did. I, got, I just got too excited, was all. Um, <laughs> I, I officially... Um, interview wise released issue three before issue one just then uh all's good man everything is good i'm up in massachusetts right now when the sun finally came out for the first time in like uh eight months i think so (laughs) i I don't miss massachusetts (laughs) (laughs) no oh why you don't miss the weather literally changing on a dime or people yelling in your face about the red Sox? no no i lived in connecticut and traveled to massachusetts a lot and was like i gotta get out of new england the only thing the only good thing new england has is the patriots that's it hey <laughs> i won't say anything because this is where i alienate people i so we go to a lot of conventions now with source point press as the publisher uh-huh. and i travis who's the editor-in-chief is just they're great they're all great but he, pull, he pulled me aside one day and he's like hey ben Listen, man, don't wear the Patriots stuff to cons anymore. It's really pissing people off. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I can't anymore. I mean, I'm a diehard fan, but... Uh, yeah. Blitz yeah. for six. <laughs> you know, anytime I ever see someone with a um, with a shirt or a hat or something that's Patriots, I always go up to and ask them if it's uh, inflatable. So... Uh-huh. 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 The end button on this thing. How does this thing? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rusty. Rusty's a, a Cowboys fan. I die uh, hard. Unfortunately, I'm a Baltimore Ravens fan. So, Field, huh? yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not a fan of the Patriots. When Nova's here, he's like football, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, we have Canadian League. Yeah, he that, watches hockey. That's just, players yes. from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, do you guys often talk football in this thing? Uh, eh. During the season, we do. Yeah, during the season, we'll occasionally get in arguments, but yeah. usually that happens before the podcast. Whenever yeah, that's uh, true. that yeah. is true, yeah. we we start <laughs> recording at eight, and the game comes on at seven thirty, seven <laughs> o'clock, and we're all like, ah. So. All right, well, I'll, I'll say this one last thing before we can close this out and actually talk about the thing that people want to hear. Yeah. Um, let's say this. Zeke Elliott is a monster. He is a beast. A monster. Oh, my gosh. Keep eating them. I give you, dude, I give you full credit on Okay, comic books. Nerd thing. Exactly. Yes. So, uh, first off is, well, I guess, what how did you get involved in the comic? Is this, is Seance from your first comic? So, yeah, I guess, uh, real quick history, I used to play guitar for Wiz Khalifa, actually, and <laughs> when I was doing that, I was living out in Los Angeles, and um, I wanted to write, I read comic books forever, 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 and uh, someone was like, you should just, read, you know, do it, you know, classic thing of like, uh, I should do it, and your friend's like, mm, do it, and you're like, mm, I will do it, you know, and like, so I started writing, and I wrote this one thing, it was this fun story but i kind of had a moment where i've been in enough rooms where people they look at you and they say hey i really like that but it's not right for us right now what else do you have so i've been enough of those rooms to kind of realize that that was going to happen to me again if i tried to do the comic book things for real and sure enough uh it did a couple years later when i met source point press up in boston who's uh, a pretty up-and-coming comic book company i'll get into those guys in in a bit but uh they they did. They were like, hey, what else you got? And I, I just had happened to have been working on all this stuff and with this ethic of like, I as if I was on a monthly schedule already. So I had seven or eight different pitches to just off the top give them just for the horror sci-fi stuff. And of those pitches, I probably had about three to four issues written of 50% of those. So it was definitely one of those types of things where I, you know, I, I I do meet a lot of guys who have their one passion project and their one thing, but I came about it a lot more, I guess, methodically, mm-hmm. you know? And then, uh, and Source Point Press, I mean, uh, Seance Room happened to be one of those pitches. So, yeah, we, we whittled down to three and then got to that. But before that, I was just 
I guess just your generic creative suburbs type human. Yeah, actually, we hear that so, quite a few times from uh, writers. You know, when you start off, never have just one thing in the bank. Make sure you have a bunch of stuff so when you start pitching, you can start pulling things around. Yeah, and, well, and the thing is, too, is um, it's not that those things are dead. Like, I, I'm still working on a couple of the other things in, in other ways because they just weren't right then, yeah. you know? That's... So I had the privilege of reading Sam a couple months back. Um, it's now, from my understanding, officially dropped. Is that correct? Like hard uh, copies have officially dropped now this last week or two? Yes, that is correct. We finally, when you had it, um, it was all uh, digital, and now it's actually finally in physical form. And we, uh, they're in Massachusetts and New Hampshire, and by the end of this week, well, we, so we have Detroit City Motor Con. Uh, this weekend, which is huge because that's Source oh, Press. Oh, cool. Yeah, that, that's Source Press Press's hometown, so they're based out of Detroit. So actually, this is, uh, from what I understand, a big one. And they, my book wasn't ready yet. They didn't come in from uh, overseas yet. I'm not positive where, but overseas. And so they had to print out a couple copies there. But within the next month, they should be in Michigan. Uh, I'm actually going to head down to Virginia too to go talk to those guys. I have some friends down there. Actually, do you know uh, uh, Withville at all? No. No. Um, like way the hell out. It's it's basically West Virginia. It's out by Blacksburg. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm more uh, the southern close to North Carolina. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So um, I lived out there for a little bit, weirdly enough, and I have some friends who. They own a comic shop, so I'll actually make my way down towards you soon. Yeah, let's do it. We'll get together, have a drink or something. Yeah, man. So, yeah, that. but it is officially hard copy. You can get it. You can get it on Comixology. Uh, you can bump into me at the conventions and listen to me give you the pitch and, and then buy it. Yeah. Yeah, and I will say, too, I've like I said, I've had the pleasure, and it truly was a pleasure um, reading this book. I really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, uh, thank you. Thanks, man. Like I, like I told you, I, I think if I remember right, right after I read it, I said, man, I finally got around to reading it, and it was phenomenal. Like, it reminds me of something that could easily be turned into uh, sort of like almost like a TV show, like a weekly TV show thing, because there's so many different premises with the room and different people entering the room are going to have different experiences. So, yeah, so I, I will, can I, do you, would it benefit everybody just to give a quick recap of what the book yeah, is? Yeah, 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 please. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so there's, this, so there's this guy who, uh, his parents died and he saw bats and then he, uh, you know, uh, no, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, uh, I think it's going to be huge. Um, so this book is called The Seance Room. It's there is a house in that house that's owned by this one man named Henrik Weiss, who is a dapper fella. And uh, in that house, there is a place called the seance room. And in that seance room, there's a spinner. Now, in that spinner, there are six stained glass pictures, each one of a different ghost that resides in that house that's been trapped there, each one with their own specialty. You go into the seance room, and one of those ghosts comes to life and tells you a, a twisted tale of your own doing more or less it, there's these all these like allegorical you know these moral shortcoming stories um very sad very always twisted always kind of self-reflective um to the to the point where my girlfriend has forced me to stop reading her the drafts because she just just can you read something fun i'm like well someday <laughs> um but that's not what this is that so that's what these are and um this first one is essentially a politician who ends up in the room and is forced to deal with the reality of his own words. Uh, it, it's, I, I've, you know, obviously I think when you deal with politics, it's a little tough because it's such a heated thing. I, I will cop to the fact that it's a little left leaning if you mm -hmm. want to look at it that way. But the truth of the fact is, if you have always wanted to see a politician realize that what they say affects people, and in a dark, twisted, sick, ghost-fueled nightmare of a way, uh, this is the issue for you. And, you know, what you said, um, Tap, earlier is really apropos about it being like a television show. We The whole thing was that it's 
Twilight Zone meets Tales from the Crypt. Uh, Tales from the Crypt, you, you had that, that awesome Crypt Keeper who kept you going through things, and then the Tales from the Crypt, because, I mean, uh, Twilight Zone, I said that right, right? First one with Tales from the Crypt? Yeah. Twilight, yeah, Zone, myself. Twilight Zone meets Tales from the Crypt is what you said. Play it. All right, play it. We'll play it back in post. Um, so, <laughs> we, yeah, so I basically, and then Twilight Zone, because each, which is, I'm a huge fan of, and the more of these conventions I go to, you realize that that's like kind of the secret language that no one talks about. Like everyone's seen all the Twilight Zones, and mm-hmm. for some reason, we're never talking about it. Um, so I'm a huge fan, and I just loved the ones that kind of left you a little empty because you were forced to look at yourself in a way that you weren't thrilled about. And uh, that's what these are. So. So this politician, he goes in there and he's once again forced to look at the things he says as, as it affects real humans. Um, we, early on, why it was apropos, why I brought this up about the television show is that we were not going to number them. We were just going to do titles like you do with television shows. So the first one is um, Seed of Change. And then uh, I think somewhere in the just process, the number got put on there. I actually just found this out when we saw the finished copies that the number was on there. Yeah, so that that, that was the idea about the tel- why the television show thing you said, uh, Tap, was so, uh, like I said, apropos, just because we weren't even going to number them. And then I think there's uh, – now, now, let me ask you guys. How – how do you feel about the numbering system in comics? Because this is like, I feel like this is a thing that we've been trying to get away from for years, and no one's ever found the way. I don't know well, if there is really I'm a, a hardcover collector, so I don't really care. I'm I was going to say, you collector. see it in two different ways, though, because... Um, you know, some of these books and stuff, uh, you'll, you'll see it to where they'll do like an arc and then just name each one with a different cover, but the same name, you don't see the number on it, but then they go to a different story and it seems like it's a one through four again, like it restarts, but really it's all continuing up. Lock and Key kind of did something like that, which, mm-hmm. yeah, but you know, I mean, n- numbering's cool. It's just, uh, I don't know. I, I like, good, I don't know. I like long stories. Yeah, personally a long series you know just give me long series yeah i don't care you don't about the numbering number, as long as, as long it's not it's long. yeah give me give me numbering as long as it's not broken up into in renumbering <laughs> that's all i care about yeah <laughs> so, so you're not reading a lot of dc at the moment are you <laughs> what's that who's dc <laughs> oh. make mine indie well, that's the well. That's great to hear on my end. I appreciate that. <laughs> but uh, no, reading reading uh, the seance. You no, know, it reminds me of this TV show from the '80s. And you know what? For the life of me, I cannot remember what it's called. Maybe you guys can help me out. It was a whole bunch of different stories, uh, similar to maybe like the Twilight Zone. But you know, uh, amazing stories. Amazing stories. Thank you. That's it. Wow, on the money. I was going to yes. say like Outer Limits or, or even no, I was going to say Outer Limits too. No, amazing <laughs> Stories. This, it, this reminds me of something that I would see in an episode of Amazing Stories. Well, uh, I can see I, that. Mm-hmm. Well, and I got to tell you too, like that issue is tame compared to what we got coming. Oh, bring it um, on. Yeah, and each, and each one is a total, like I said, it's like an episode. Like you're going to read chapter two and you're going to get the entire story in 22 pages. Um I, I expressly wanted it that way. I, you know, I, I love Brian K. Vaughn because I'm a human who has a brain and a heart. But like the the whole big ending, like oh, and and then he comes back, and then you got to find out. Like that's cool, but it's definitely not. I mean, listen, if I'm going to see you guys once at a convention, once a year, maybe two times, depending on where you are, uh, you know, it's going to be so tough to keep up. So. The whole idea was like I'm doing this as much for you as as for me as for the point of the story. Like it, it, it just the delusion, and I don't mean I mean not like del- delusional, <laughs> like <laughs> which I need to be to think I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. But deluded, right? Like when you're reading a story and then it gets diluted by the passage of time in between reading the next one, and it and just whatever like amped up you were for that, whatever. Mountain Dew, Code Red, White, and Blue you had going on for that. <laughs> you know, it's gone by the time you finally get there and you're like, oh yeah, I remember kind of digging this. Um, yep. 
That's why and I love hardcovers. Yeah, you were saying earlier, yeah. And it's a lot easier when you're one of the two that shall not be named because it, there's consistency um, in terms of shipping and, and all that stuff. But So, yeah, like, uh, do you guys mind if I tell you a, a thing we've been working on for uh, yeah, another, another issue? Yeah, let's know. So, toying around with this idea of um, trauma... So trauma in the respect of how it's a self-imposed prison. Um, and especially if... Do any of you guys have kids? Yeah, have three. Yes. I'm the only one without yeah, kids. I got, <laughs> I got three. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, your picture on Facebook. They are adorable, yeah. by the way. Oh, thank um, you. But uh, the... I don't have kids either, Dusty. You and me. Um, so we can adopt soon. We'll yeah, that sounds right. good. Cool. We'll talk. We'll talk later. <laughs> we'll talk. Later. So, uh, um, but this guy, he his daughter falls off of the roof of this very tall building, and he goes into the seance room to relive the moment to try to make it right. Um, and then from there, it's just playing with the idea that every part of what trauma and grief does to you, and uh, you know, with the classic Twilight Zone twist ending that. We, I think we're sort of making a, a staple of all the stories. Like that really, that really awesome, like, and it was Earth the whole time, you know, type of yeah. ending. That I just, like, time has proven to be one of the best. <laughs> like, it never, it kind of doesn't get old if you do it right, which hopefully we are doing. Yeah, you because know, that's seen... right. I, but I have to ask you, uh, Kayla Valerio, where did you dig that oh! from? Oh, yeah, um, that's any karma that I had built up. From my lifetime, I spent it all <laughs> by asking Kayla to be a part of this book. And I got she's a trooper. I'll tell you guys. So I'll, I'll tell you that the where she's from, and then I'll let you know how I know for a fact that she's a trooper. I was at um, they only did it for two years. It was in New York Special Edition Con, um, which was a summer convention in New York City that they were doing, kind of as a sister convention to New York Comic Con once it was getting too big. It was just the artist alley. It was just comic books. There was no pop figurines. There was no celebrities, nothing like that, which I'm not against, by the way. It, it, I made it sound like I actually, but I, anything that brings people to the table is fine by me. Um, so I, I met her there, and uh, there was this really gorgeous girl that she was sitting next to. So I <laughs> went up to talk to her. So I was like, hey, you know, and uh, – Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I think I probably said something almost akin to that too. It was like, unless it's written down, I basically walk up to people like drooling out of my mouth. Hi, I like you. So, I am talking to her, and then uh, as I'm talking to her, I, I'm like looking over at the artwork that's next to her, and I'm, you know, and I think it really says something that. You know, whatever the animal brain where it was like, uh, girls just totally switched over and looked over at the art that was next to me. So the, the that, you know, deeper intellectual part of you, which goes like, oh, we can be more than just rock throwing, you know, meat ripping animal humans. We can create things and be beautiful. And it, it took over because Kayla's work is so goddamn good. Can we swear on this? I'm sorry. Can we yeah, you can swear. <laughs> Um, well if if you bleep it out i would say i don't think i've ever heard a podcast bleep anything but if you do bleep it out i was just going to do a string of profanities and really give them what for so um i was looking at the art and it was this Catwoman print which i actually have framed on my wall still to this day um and it was just so magnetic um she's a mix if you so if you haven't seen her art just to give you guys because i know it's podcast and it's tough and it's a visual medium uh on a audio medium right now but she does like what Assad Ribic and and um, Alex Ross do okay. in this painter in this very painterly uh, very shade driven very color driven uh, with this these wonderfully in this particular book these strong sensual <laughs> muted palettes um, deep dark luscious reds and blacks and um strong golds like but it's all painted and uh yeah i i figure 
I mean, I figure she's only a couple of years away from being in high demand and she's working for me on this book out of the kindness of her heart. I just asked her. I just uh, when so when I went up to Sourcepoint Press and I said, "Hey guys, that blah 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 um direct quote." Then they said, <laughs> you know, and I said, and they said, "Okay." So finally I'm I'm with them and they said, "You can pick your artist." So I called Kayla and I told her what the deal was and Sourcepoint is being phenomenal to us for just being these indie creators. Um, SourcePoint Press is putting in an unbelievable amount of work, publicity, um, uh, ownership rights, um, and all they ask in return is that we just do the same, that we bust the ass, you know, and um, so I, I, I kind of told Kayla what the deal was. I told her I'm doing a full 50-50 split with her because to me it's it's just that important and she's just that good. Um and she said yes, you know. So, um, so it's been great. Now, now um, I was gonna tell you guys why she is terrific is because we actually went to a real seance last weekend in Salem, Massachusetts. Oh, oh cool! <laughs> That's and, cool. Uh, yeah, and so she uh, didn't have to at all, and she, she came out from. She lives in Brooklyn, and she came out to Boston, and um, she. We went up to Salem and we did the seance and like, like it was it was man. We're, we filmed the whole thing and we we're gonna put it up on the website and everything. But it was like it was wild. There's, I mean, there's a lot of feelings that came from that whole experience. Uh, but like, I I don't particularly believe in ghosts, mostly just because I haven't seen any. You know, I, I, I sure. I mean, why not? But I just haven't seen any. Uh, so this whole thing was just kind of fun for me. But Kayla was terrified and. She got through it, and and she was great and a lot of fun, and we had a blast. You know, yeah. little did you know that I'd ask her to talk to her passed away grandfather at some point. <laughs> you know, like, so we, will we see an an, ep, uh, an issue out of of this experience? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah um, I don't I don't think so. There's mostly a lot of mostly a lot of this lady telling us about her like four dead husbands and like how successful the book's going to be. And then, oh, and then Kayla's <laughs> yeah, boyfriend. Kill his boyfriend to uh, buy someone a vacuum cleaner. I got that much. Mm. Mm. It could be the um, the one year annual, right? Annual. <laughs> <laughs> it's just us like looking at each other, being like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> "What is this?" <laughs> okay. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, okay, sure, lady. Yeah. So, no, I, Salem's I, fun. I, I've been there a couple times for Halloween, and oh, it, it's a good time up there. Oh, it's great. Halloween's crazy. Do, when when were you there? Because I know recently they sort of had to clamp down, and like there's a lot more police, and because um, for a while it was getting sort of out of control. Let's see, uh, 97, 98, and maybe ninety nine. Oh, so the out of control years. Yeah, you were still there during the good time. Oh yeah, it was great. We we were partying in a cemetery at midnight on Halloween. That sounds right. <laughs> that sounds right. Did you no zombies? Nothing. No. Yeah. Now, have you guys ever seen a ghost? Any of you guys? Um, I haven't seen one per se. No, I do believe in them because I mean, who the hell am I to say that you know your spirit doesn't rest? But um, so I do strongly believe in them. I haven't really physically witnessed one. But then again, I always tell everybody that me and ghosts have a we have an understanding where I don't fuck with you, you don't fuck with me, we're good. Like that's my understanding with ghosts. That's kind of like the opposite of me, right there, man. Like I have this idea in my head. I do believe in ghosts. I don't believe ghosts can interact with people. I believe uh, that we can like see a, it. They can maybe see like us. But echo? I don't think, I, like, yeah, well, kind of, I guess. I think that they could see us. We could see them. No interaction can happen, though. Mm. See, now I Just believe, like I, because I've had, I've had one weird experience. Lived in this house for nine years. For nine years, the hallway lights would not work. All right? Just would not work. Who knows why? For no reason. We do know the previous owner died in the house, and through those nine years, we always had things come up missing. Well, the day that we moved from that house, the hall lights came on. Come on. Yep. You guys. Yeah, he was that... like, he's like, hallelujah, <laughs> they're out of here. <laughs> <laughs> We're having a party. You guys did not have the tap treaty, which was the uh, the, the armistice. <laughs> Don't mess me out. Yeah. Nope. 
Yeah. That's how it works, and and I've and I've done good, I guess, ever since I came up with that idea that like you don't mess with me, I don't mess with you. Life's good. Like now, did you, did you, you sign like your... the, did you sign an official document and just hold it up and you're like, guys, is, this is written in my blood. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I will if it ever turns out that some ghost is like, buddy, this doesn't apply to me. I'll I'll do it. I'll do it. But I, like, I have like friends that used to like go like ghost hunting. So like we used to go to like you know supposed haunted places and weird stuff has happened and I've seen weird things. But how much of that really happened and how much of that was brought on by the excitement of it all? I don't know. I can't yeah, say it's real. It, it's not. But like Ouija, the, it's like the Ouija board effect, right? It's like yeah. sometimes it's just the kinetic energy of excitement that moves the thing as much as anything else. And um. I'm with you in that I've been to so many places that like if you were to guess that that place was going to be haunted, you know, you, you'd just put a big old red flag on it. Um, I, you know, like I used to bartend at this place that was owned by Dorothy Gish and then Lillian Gish, the old uh, famous silent film actresses. And they lived in this place forever and they, it became a boarding house for actors. And it was like they both died in the house. And there was a guy that had lived there for a long time. And uh, I became a bartender when he was still living there. And it was a, it was a hotel. It turned into a hotel. I, I forgot to mention that. So this guy, he had this room. And uh, his name was um, Harry. And he lived there still. It's just part of, like, the deal. Like, he'd been there since he was a kid. When they sold it, they were like, oh, and you have to let this guy live here still. So uh, every morning he'd come out and he'd just look at us and he'd be like, mm, not today. You know, and then he'd go back into his room. And uh, finally one day, yeah, he, you know, he passes away. He was in his 80s. And I was there, like, at midnight on Halloween. I was there on the, the birthday of the Lillian Gish, the famous actress. I was there when all the lights went out in the entire place. And we had to light everything by candles. Like it was just like nonstop. This should be haunted. I had a lady come up to me one time and be like, "Oh, this is the haunted place." And then she looks over at the stairs and she's like, "I see you." To no one, literally looks at the stairs, <laughs> no one there, and she goes, "I see you." And I was like, "What?" So all this shit, you know. And I never, I I just never. But but to be fair, I guess if I had. I probably wouldn't be writing the shit I'm writing. I'd be like, mm -mm, fuck it. Nope. Yeah. I'd go write <laughs> my little or something. Now, I got to ask, since uh, you were living in Southern California, did you ever go to the Winchester house? I didn't. No, no. I didn't. And I, oh, my God. And a friend that, I had a friend that worked there, too. But you know what? I mean, I was living in Los Angeles, and, of course, like, there's the um, all the all the cemeteries. You know, we did the, um, the Dio de los Mortes at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, um, which is it's it's incredible. Have you have you guys ever? I have. Not. Do you know what that is? I know I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, I'm not familiar with it. I mean, it, it's it's. Oh man, I, I I would I wouldn't even do it justice. I'm not even gonna try. But it is wild. It's worth looking picture looking at pictures on uh, Google if you get a chance. But so yeah, we did that, and then like working in old theaters, you know, because um, I'd play guitar in shows and stuff like that, and. Uh, you'd work in these old theaters and you'd get drunk and you'd go into the theater at like two in the morning where there's a ghost light on. And what the ghost light does is the ghost light's just one little light, a bare light on a single, you know, silver pole in the middle of the stage. And it's there so that you can see it's just there to, to see. But I, there's also kind of some like spooky connotation to it where it's like part of keeping spirits away. And, um, uh, you know, it, it's, you know, it's, Probably a lot of the booze talking, but it was a, it was wild stuff. <laughs> Spooky. Oh, I do I do remember this though. One of the places it was in um, Granbury, Texas, and oh. we were watching. We were watching TV. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was I know where, yeah. I know where that is. Okay. Did you know? Do you know the theater that's out there? The big old uh, whatever Granbury Opera House. So we were playing. I was playing in a show where they were doing like a big bopper, Richie Valens, Buddy Holly thing. I was playing guitar in it, and. Um, that was like there was always stories about that kind of thing, and there was always um, this balcony where people kept saying that they saw something up there. Well, uh, whatever, man, I don't know. Just chasing girls, drinking, fun summer doesn't matter. Come to find out, uh, like six months later, I'm watching TV on one of those crappy uh, Discovery Channel like Ghost Hunter Marathon. Da -da -da. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, fucking enough. 
this place was on the episode and I just sat there like mouth agape eating cereal going, no, no. <laughs> like, I five minutes just going, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. So it's, it is, I mean, it, I guess at the end of the day, like I said, if I had really had had some traumatizing experiences, I, it, it it's a lot of fun for me. I love Halloween. I love the kitsch of horror. I love all that stuff. And I, I, I you know, and part of it, I guess, is that it hasn't, I, I, I don't know. But then I've met lots of people who have had very real experiences and it, it's only made them love that kind of stuff more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, you we've talked about all these experiences now that you've had, you know, like real life and stuff. But, you know, reading Seance Room and stuff, I kind of got like a EC comic kind of vibe from some of it. Like, you know, comic wise, what horror comics have you been into that, you know, really kind of like set it off for you? I've been doing a lot of these lately. And um, that's a great question that no one's asked me yet. Well, it's uh, four guys is the best comic book podcast out damn there. Damn great. We some real questions. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of gotcha moments. Um, so, I guess more than <laughs> it's kind of silly, but do you guys remember Scary Stories? It was a set of three the books. books. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah and the yes. art was scratchy pen, yep. black, and, black white. and white. Yep. yep. Um, that always I love those books. Loved them, loved them, and I think that was like my favorite. I've read those over and over and over again. Um, and then just creating lore. You know, we I used to work at a camp where these kids. This, I'm sorry, the guys. This is all these stories. We <laughs> I should be be like. So West Point Press is the best. My comic book. Bye bye bye. But I this is just fun to talk to you guys. Um, I was camp counseling, and I remember we read those stories to some kids and. It just kind of became a thing at the camp where it was like we every week we had like a spooky thing. So I started to tell these kids that the camp, of course, we were doing spooky stories. The camp was haunted. And, you know, was, all the fun stuff you do as a camp counselor. Well, the whole thing began and the lore got bigger and bigger until the tent that I was in and working in was the epicenter of all the spooky activity. So one night during the sleepover from where the kids camp tents are. You have to walk past my tent up to this hill where there's a campfire. So what I decided to do was break a shitload of glow sticks and throw them under the tent so that when the kids walked by, the entire tent is glowing green through the floorboards. <laughs> you know, and it, it was it was stuff like that. Uh, and I, I know it seems like kind of a stretch to get to where the answering of this question is, but that was sort of more the inspiration than even just reading comics that I liked was the idea of like creating this atmosphere where this kind of stuff is a, a part. And I, I hope that those kids are telling that story now being like, yeah, I know, I know it was bullshit, but it's pretty freaky. Man. <laughs> yeah. I, call it, I call it the Disney worldification of stuff, which is for everything that you can say about like Disney world and the corporation, whatever they did the smartest thing ever by taking fairly cheap carnival rides and dressing up the hell out of them in a way that that you never forget it because it's just it's like from the minute you get in there it's it's part of the experience and it's part of the fun like if you go to the website for our comic book it's actually done up so it looks like it, there's a real place that's broken down called Weiss Manor and all the stuff relates to kind of like visiting it um, like even buying the comic book is buying the brochure you know and for and I, I, it's kind of a risk because it's like for for whoever out there goes, you know, whatever whatever's like the clicks on it is like nah, I don't get it. For the person that does get it, it's the green glowing floorboards. You know, it's something that's so much more and builds it up so much more. And that's kind of what the point is: is that we're as much as I liked like you said earlier, Lock and Key, or as I really liked EC Comics and even like the 2010 um, EC Comics reboot that they did was actually really good too. Um, and then, you know, uh, Joe Hill, uh, his actually just books, uh, because heart shaped box is one of the most terrifying books you're ever going to read. It's a, it's, it's a lot more about just creating a universe. That's a lot of fun to live in. That's cool. No, that, that definitely makes sense. Um, 
you know, I, I'll sit there and I'll think of like horror stories in the back of my head and I'll try and map out the whole thing, you know, uh, beforehand. But I kind of like see picture it first before I put it to words just because, you know, like, like you said, you just kind of got to build it. But well, yeah. What do you mean? Do you, do you, would you mind elaborating on that? Um, like for myself, I don't know how it is with my writing and stuff, but I feel like I map out like the idea in my head, like a whole like picture that I want to see it, the tone I want to set and everything just like, okay, say I'm going to write about a haunted house. I get this whole idea of how I want the house to be set up and staged before I do it. And then I'll make like a visual kind or a mental kind of template before I start writing. And I, I don't know how I do it, but I always have. I won't even put it to paper yet or even make like a web or anything, but I'll have like a whole like mental template of how I want to do everything and how I want to set it up just based off this one picture I get in my mind of uh, some place or setting. So. so so then so my question is to you, what <clears throat> when something sticks in your craw like that, what is it that scares you? Like because every time I'm playing with something like that that thing I was telling you earlier about with the uh, the falling boy, I was taking the kid. I work I work with a kid who has autism, and um, this is what I do kind of for a day job. And uh, we were up at the top of the children's museum in Boston, and I just kind of had this like flash of him falling, and, and just like fucking fear, man, that ran head to toe, and that and so and that was enough to for, to make me go like. I, there's something here. I got to do it. So when you get that picture in your head, what kind of stuff is is it preempted by something, or is it more the atmosphere of it, like you said, the house and everything? Well, I mean, it goes both ways because sometimes you know you spark the idea just by sitting there and thinking of the worst possible scenario that could happen in this situation right now. Like, say you're out on the highway driving down the road and you see like a final destination moment where you see like a truck full of logs going by and be like, oh, well, that's just something you see every day. But then you sit there and you think, well, what if that rope snapped and it just <laughs> went through here and flew through my head? That's one yeah. way that it happens. Just kind of like you were describing with your uh, the kids you work with with autism. Um, the second yeah. way that it happens yeah. is that I'll see like a an image or something from somewhere. Like say I'll be looking into a field and I see a house. It won't necessarily be a scary house, but I start thinking of oh you know well what if we put it in this situation? What if we put made it you know a three hundred year old house that's still standing that someone hasn't been in in so long. I mean, I just kind of get that idea in my head and then, just, you know, go for it from the picture most of the time. Yeah. And what I've found, too, is that those images and those things lead either one of two directions. One is catharsis or the other one is. Um, oh, what's that, that great word that schadenfreude, like because you either are writing these things <clears throat> because they're so horrifying that you're not typically going to go ahead and have a conversation with someone about it. Mm. So you have, you have to exercise it some way. Um, or, you know, the Schadenfreude part, which is like the, which a lot of the main character, Harry Vice in the book, he's, he's mostly this, which is the, the idea that like you're sharing these stories because you're getting a sick pleasure out of watching these people squirm. I'm a gore hound, so yeah, I kind of get... Yeah, likes I, to subject me to shit movies like that just to hear me be like, dude, what the <laughs> hell did I just watch? That or I'll go back and read all the EC comics and be like, this is the bloodiest story. Go read it right now. Yeah. Uh, oh, you're, you're the blood. See, that's the one thing we, we have tried to stay the most away from is the, the blood and go straight psychological instead. No, see, that's a cool thing, though. I mean, I think that with me and my writing, I kind of go, it's not really a shock factor. I like building trust and then just taking it all away, basically. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's huge. That's, I mean, that's, yeah. isn't that everything? Like, because what really is the, the most horrific thing is to think that the people we trust um, turn against us. Because not yep. only does that, not only does that undermine the, the, the trust that we have in them, obviously, but then it also undermines your ability to trust yourself because you've given them that trust. So then not, so then you've lost your connections with friends and on top of that, you have to go, and who the fuck am I to know anything? And then you're kind of like the swirling, you know, down the drain, so to speak. So that sense of vulnerability, man. Yeah. The trust, trust is actually, that's a huge thing. Um, 
where I, I feel I feel shitty that I can't like share more details because some of these books are like on the way, and I don't want to. Well, when can we expect yeah. additional issues? When's the next one dropping? Yeah, so we are already well into working on the. We we have the next four for sure planned out. Number two is being worked on right now. Kayla is in the beginning stages of just um, paneling everything out. And uh, my fa- my favorite part is when I get to see the cover from her because the covers are all based on 1930s magician posters. You know, ah, that's cool. That's really yeah. cool. Rusty and I were talking yeah. earlier. I was saying, you know, that, that cover kind of reminds me of a Houdini meets Doctor Strange. That's killer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, I'm gonna quote. I'm gonna quote you on that one. Cool. Um, <laughs> throw that on the back of the book for sure. <laughs> but, yeah, that. So that's the entire aesthetic. Like, even if you look at the um, the logo, it's an Art Deco type of thing that you would have seen for one of the famous magicians of the 1930s, 1940s. Um, actually, re- realistically, earlier than that, even too, like 1920s, 1930s, especially if you're looking at like European touring magicians. Um, so, so number two is she's paneling stuff out. Um, it's, I, I think we're either we're oscillating between that one I told you about the boy, or there's another one about beauty standards for women. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we kind of pick in between the two, but we have that one's going to be out uh, by. She, we just talked about this literally. Um, I believe in you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, guys. Just everyone clap. The more you clap, the more people believe. Um, <laughs> December, I think. December or January. It, it'll definitely be in time for the next con season. So we're, we're uh, it's kind of a bummer to say that, but it, the, it's just the reality of the thing. Kayla, you know, puts a lot of effort and a lot of work into these books, and I wouldn't, wouldn't want it any other way. Um, so we really are looking about two issues per year, you know, um, and then once, once we start being able to make this more of a full-time job, uh, it'll be a lot faster, but, you know, and source point has more or less given us the go on eight with two trades. So, so, uh, so so tap, you're, you're good. Uh, So I'll, we'll talk about how they are in a couple of years when you finally read the trades. (laughs) (laughs) I just collect the hardcovers <laughs> or bind them, but uh, I read digitally all the dang time. So. so, actually, can I can I say how we got in touch? Tap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, go for it. So it was a men's bathroom on the inner. No, <laughs> <laughs> it was actually grinder. And that's where he got his nickname <laughs> Tap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's true. And that's, that's true, why they baby. and that's why they call me. Dead ass. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah. So we actually both belong to a community of um, like-minded hardcover collectors, the Omni Bros. That's true. Yeah, I am. I am sitting in front of my collection right now. My entire shelf full over here. That's cool. That's awesome. Okay, I was kind of curious before all this how you two met because you didn't really tell me or us much a whole lot about you. That makes sense now. I said, go read this book. Yeah, and then I went and read the book, and I was like, okay, this is dope. Let's go talk to this guy. But no, y'all's relationship was a mystery. Now you revealed the secret. I'm much happier that you were willing to do this based on the merit of the work instead of just the uh, nepotism going on. All right. Um, No, 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 no. It was awesome. He... I forget. I even forget. I mean, I, you know, I'm I'm a writer, so I was probably whoring off the book at one point and, and finally convinced uh, Tap to to do this. Oh but... no, it was simple. I like, think okay, Ben, I'll read was... it. So stop texting. Yeah, no, no, no. It was just. It was one thing. I think I posted something about the about the podcast in the group or whatever. I think I was like, we were asking questions for an interview or something, and uh, you had messaged me and just said, "Hey, would you mind checking out this?" this book that I did and I said oh sure why not and then you sent it to me and I think like a month went by and I just I I had just hadn't gotten around to it and so I opened up my email one day and I saw it in there and I was like oh my god I need to read this I haven't done that yet I was like I'm such an asshole so I went and like read it right then and there and then I immediately messaged you and I said oh my god dude this is really really good I seriously enjoyed the hell out of this oh that's really rad thank you very much 
Um, yeah. I'm actually, it's it's a weird thing now to even get like positive praise for it because I it's I'm just honestly, man, I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. I I haven't had like the internet trolls yet or anyone go, you know, you fucking hack, you know. <laughs> so, so even even hearing you say that, I'm I'm just taking it in as much as possible now because I know the other shoe is dropping soon. <laughs> No, yeah, I got to no, see, I gonna really see much of a it. shoe drop. I mean, it was it's really no. well written, thought out, the art, everything in it. Um, one thing I would love to see is the device that's in the middle of the table in the seance room, a little backstory to it. Oh, yeah. You know, so, Redman, the, the biggest thing that I've been hearing from people is that, you know, they want back. So, like, that, the, uh, that uh, the ghosts, how did the ghosts get there? Mm-hmm. Um, how does Harry control the ghosts? Uh, all all this kind of stuff, and and we, Kayla and I, have talked kind of a lot about this. About we, I would love to, and I I kind of have some stuff, but then part of it too is just like that that Mister. We 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 can't decide between which way to go because it is there is some stuff that's intoxicating to think about, mm-hmm. you know, to really like dive into like. How did these ghosts get here, and, and what's that? And um, I'm I'm a huge fan of making things work, right? Like the whole uh, how does how what's the science of superheroes? Like m- make it work, you know? Just make the rules and stick to them. So I would love to do that, but then at the same time, we have been talking about like what if what if it's just we let it? I don't know. I don't know, man. And I, I, I know it sounds like such a cop out to be like, well, what if, man? You know, like, <laughs> like, fuck you, Ben. You just don't want to write it. No, no, no. I do want to write it. I promise. Well, when the story starts uh, coming out uh, bi monthly, then we'll, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Talk to me in three years when I'm like sick of the fucking book and I'm like, ah, fine. Tell the story of the chair. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we have, like I said, we have eight issues guaranteed i have 12 written um and and we're ready to roll well i'm stoked on this i mean okay to be honest with you out of all the real indie books that we've you know reviewed and talked to and everything you know on a smaller level there's only one that i keep up with regularly and i think that this book is going to be number two because i really really enjoyed this Mm -hmm. thank you that's awesome dusty thank you man oh yeah was the what, first what, one? Yep. Was the first one Lord of Gore? Lord of Gore is the other one. Yeah, yeah. I knew it. I knew Devils it. do. Yeah. I gotta check that out. Lord of Lord of Gore. Lord yeah. of Gore by uh, Daniel Leister does the art and DB Stanley uh, is doing the writing on it. Uh, we had Daniel on the podcast almost a year ago now. Um, yeah, it's a pretty interesting the, story. Back too. when they were doing the Kickstarter for it, and. Uh, yeah, I think the issue three is about to drop. Yeah, oh, cool. I've been waiting on issue three for a while now. They're doing a slow start on it, but um, I've read the digital copies before they came out, and then I went into the store and made my comic shop go order them. And um, so I got physical copies of it now. And, uh, you know, hopefully do the same with yours. Oh, thanks, guys. Yeah, the, I, the, we just, because like I said, we just got the hard copies, and I got to say it's actually a million times better in hard copy. I, I was just, floored to have them in digital and then once i saw the hard copy and that you know because you guys know there's that big splash page of the six ghosts for the first time right yes yep. you know what i'm talking about yep in the in the book and we didn't even plan it this way it's right at the page break it's right at the staple mark so you oh. open up the book and yeah oh that would be epic that'd be oh, that's it, cool. it's it's uh, i was blown away so it was like you know so, Ben, let's say a person uh, listening here wants to get a, a hard uh, copy of the book. How can they go about doing that? Uh, they can go to Dusty's house and raid the place and steal his. Did you say Dusty? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What's your, what's your code it's name? It's Rusty. Oh, is Dusty your tw- uh, evil twin? Is yeah, yeah. Rusty? He was like, he actually, I, Dust, uh, Rusty left, or Dusty left, and to go do the dog thing. And then I came back and took his place, and so that's, that's tricky, man. But I know you're lying because Dusty wouldn't give the dog his medication because he's the evil twin. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I, yeah, I'm sorry. I even no, it's like, cool, I, 
I even know uh, I know the real names. I'm just getting used to these code name things. I feel like we're playing Halo right now. Uh, <laughs> Hop in the ghost, man. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's appropriate. That's actually yeah. pun intended. Um, yeah. Hey, before I answer that question, can I get a code name? What's the deal with that? How do we get a code name? Are you on the line chat? That's where a lot of these names came from. It was from the line app. What? Wait, what? Okay, so how we all met, a little brief history on us, I guess, is we all met back uh, the Marvel War of Heroes mobile game. Did you ever play that? Oh, no, I know it, though. Okay, so back when that was, like, really popular a few years ago, we all played that game, and so a way that all the alliances and things chatted was via this app called Line, which is sort of like a WhatsApp or type thing, but it's it's called Line Chat, um, and that's how everybody communicated, and so all of our gamer names was, like, Rusty, Tap, Nova, Red Skull, etc., and so that's how people all knew us online, and so when we did the podcast, we were like, oh, Rolls our names. Everybody already knows us by thanks to but, the. But no code name. I'm thinking Ben Ten. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, man. I'm trying to control all the monster aliens going on in my head right now. Same uh, deal. I like it. I like it a lot. Joe Kelly did Ben Ten. There you go. That's all. That's true. That's we're in good company there. Yeah. Um. Did you, Joe Kelly? Uh, this is gonna kill me. He's the guy. He did um, "I Kill Giants" too, right? Yep. Yes. Yep. That's one of my favorites. I love that book. Yes, Joe Kelly is amazing. Yeah, he's done a few things. I actually, <laughs> I actually got to talk to him at the con, one of the uh, New York or special edition, one of the two, and uh, we were talking about it. And he's like, "Yeah, man, that story is mostly inspired by my dad." Yeah. And we just got to talking about it. And I appreciated his candor. Mm-hmm. Um. That that was that was really cool. That he he wasn't just like mm, thanks, you know. He really actually went into it and everything. So yeah, he was yeah, on a podcast and he yeah, we've actually interviewed that. him yeah. before. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, he's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's that's, cool that's, that's great. That's great to hear that it maybe, you know, I, I that's great. I especially because he's such a talented guy. Sometimes those two things don't go hand in hand. Yeah, yeah no, he's. I would say actually, I'd say probably a good ninety to ninety-five percent of the people we've talked to are all just super, really cool people to to chat with, and they're they're all very humble and yeah. Uh, one thing, there's a few. We've only had, we've only had one like or two last bad week. ones. <laughs> yeah. like I'm out here, Red. I can hear you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> womp womp. I know one of the coolest things I ever remember. I remember about the Joe Kelly um, interview was we did it in the afternoon that day, in the middle of the week. Yeah. And it was when I was still in college. And uh, he, I remember we called him at 1130 and we had some technical problems with him. And then we didn't actually get him on the phone until like 12 or whatever. And we talked to him for like a solid 45 minutes. And he was like, hey, I have to go do something or whatever or, or right now. Do you want me to call y'all back in like a little bit? Because I don't want to feel like I wasted y'all. And we're like, no, it's OK. And then later on, he like wanted to come back just to talk with us. Just because he was bored, mm-hmm. and so it, it was like okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Really, really cool yeah one of our first ones, Dalibar Talajic, called him in Greece, wasn't it? Or no, Croatia. Yeah. Croatia. Croatia. Oh my God, my phone bill for that one. <laughs> Dude, that guy was just—I think he was drinking, but he—he was fun. Yeah, it was like three in the morning our time here. Yep. Whenever we got him on, well, he wanted to do an early morning one. I want to accuse you guys of not being hardcore, man. You guys are you're doing it right. <laughs> well, one of the things I got to ask about is you said uh, uh, you're kind of sort of near the Virginia area, like the D.C. area, um, and you were talking about cons. Have you heard about NovaCon? Do you want me to say yes or no? It's up to you. You can say whatever you want. You <laughs> uh, no, no. But, it's a, but I, well, this year is I'm, their I'm first year. It's not fair to say no that that matters because I'm relatively new to a lot of this stuff too. So that, this... this is a very new con as well. Yeah, this oh. is their first year. Well, yes. if you're new to this stuff, you have to listen to four guys in a comic to keep you informed. <laughs> guys. Shameless plug. But, uh, no, I was going to say, uh, we, all four of us, well, I don't know if it's not here, but the, we're all four um, actually going to, uh, it's in uh, Tyson's Corner, Virginia, so right outside of D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, it's July 28th through the 30th. It's their first year ever, um, but it's called NovaCon for, like, Northern Virginia Con. 
Um, and uh, they're expecting at least a few thousand um, people minimum. Um, to July, July 28th? Yeah, yeah July 20th, 20th through 29. the 30th. And uh, there's going to be some other really cool creators there, like Sam Ellis, uh, Willie Cordy. There's going to be... Uh, uh, they haven't announced the whole guest list yeah. yet. What was the, John oh, Wesley Kelly, Ship will be there. John Wesley Ship for the you know the original Flash. Oh, what Flash. Greatest American Hero. Yes. Yeah, Greatest American Hero. Kelly Who. Like there's gonna be uh, the AV teacher from Stranger Things. They have a whole I can bunch never of remember his name. There. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Stranger Cast Things. <laughs> sure, yeah, that that's been a big this year. Like I was just in Philadelphia and uh, we did a con there, and uh, there's a whole bunch of the Stranger Things guys. But also, uh, John Wesley was there. He's a nice guy. Oh, awesome! Um, at oh, and then, actually, Bill McKay will be there. Uh, let me Zombie see. All right, I, so I just I just threw it in my calendar, and I'm going to talk to Source Point and see if they want to. Are they? Uh, taking submissions for Artist Alley and stuff like that? Last I knew they still were, yeah. Yeah, I believe they are. There's, there was a few yeah. tables left last I saw in their last email. Listen so, yeah, to this we, guy. We've all, hey, to all you listeners. Everybody, so. All you listeners right now, you're getting the inside scoop on how this stuff goes down. How do you like that? Yeah. Pulling up, all pulling up calendars. <laughs> but yeah, no, it'd be amazing though if, like I said, if you got a booth or something out there, uh, like you're kind of near the area it's supposed to be a pretty good con there's uh some people we've talked to that uh from the actually from the omni bros group um they uh they're familiar with the promoter they said that they do some other stuff um and so they said that if it's the same promoter that you're they're gonna put on a really good show yeah so That'd be cool, you know. Just just uh, let them know that four guys sent you. We we'll get the Ben Ten booth right next to the four guys booth. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a whole number themed area. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah. Uh, I gotta talk to Travis and see because we're gonna be down uh, that way a, a bunch of times because we're doing Baltimore, we're doing um, DC, we're doing another Virginia one at some point. But yeah. I forget. Well, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff going on. We're gonna be in that whole Mid Atlantic area, so I don't see why not. Yeah, Tidewater um, has another big con out here in Virginia at the end. I think it's October or November-ish. Boy, you Virginians like your comic books down there, huh? Yeah, I got 21 shops in an hour's drive, within an hour's drive. Shit, really? Yeah. yeah that's crazy. That's awesome. It is. And they all that's fight awesome. for your business. So the deals are unbelievable. That's so good. What was the last, like, sick, uh, like, do you, do, you, do you collect key issues or anything like oh, that? Oh, yeah, I collect issues. You name it. Archie to... Oh, that doesn't have a cover. <laughs> <laughs> I collect it all, man. We didn't pay a lot for that one. <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah. I mean, I've gotten... I think the, one of the best deals I had was on Father's Day of last year. It was... What was it? Ten short boxes for $100. Any, like, real good stuff in there? Anything worth... Oh, uh, yeah. It was all image. Oh, nice. It was, and it was all good. It was good. There was really good stuff in there. Really yeah, sometimes, man. I was looking through a box in a place in uh, Los Angeles, and I came across a mint issue of American Vampire Number One. It was like years and years after. This is like 2015, so um, oh, wow. yeah, for a dollar. Nice. It happens. Yeah, like... You get lucky sometimes, man. I got my first. I got my New Mutants 87 for three dollars in a random short box under a table at a a new comic shop and i was like are you sure this is three dollars and they were like yeah and then i came back a week later and they were like you are the luckiest man right now because they didn't realize what they sold me so yeah i'll go into one one of my local shops so you know rusty now we do this uh youtube video pulling ads we talk about the ads and the comic books and i'll go in there and i'll pick up typically you know 10 comics for a buck lots of times You you, you can't beat that of course like i say some of them aren't in the best condition but <laughs> yeah but if you're not collecting them if you're if you're just using them for other reasons yeah. it doesn't matter i got i have i can't tell you how many ec comics i do have that are um basically like accordions you know what i mean mm-hmm. but it's not i don't care because i'm reading them i'm not trying to collect them yeah so uh yeah we i just picked up uh ro- the first rogue appearance in avengers and it was cgc already and it was a 9.7 and i got it for 25 bucks Nice. Ooh, that's a deal. Because look, uh, and I, I, 
I kept asking the guy, I was like, are you sure? You positive? And he's like, yeah, 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 it's fine. And I'm like, no, 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 really. I feel really <laughs> Can I give you more money, please? Right? <laughs> and, yeah, it sucks because as I'm saying that, I'm like, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but, but uh, yeah, so, uh, I'm sorry, I, I never answered the question from earlier. The copy of the Seance Room, which is what I want everyone to buy, um, is available at sourcepointpress.com. It's also available on my website, which is seanceroomcomic.com. And if you want to go and check it out, it's actually a lot of fun because, like I said, it, it's, it looks exactly like what a old mansion website looks like. It's, it's a lot of fun. I, I even had to scale it back because we had, like, couples laughing together walking through the park with like demon eyes in the park like there was like, a whole bunch of stuff that i had to take away because people are like it actually looks too much like a website and people aren't going to get it mm-hmm. so um but it, i think it's a lot of fun and you get the comic there you can ask your local comic book shops to start picking up source point press and uh and seance room i mean the other thing too is just just so everyone kind of has a, a little bit of perspective source point press we just made uh a movie out of Rotten Tail, the comic book starring Cornemic from Stargate. Um, we just uh, landed Billy Bob Thornton's new comic book. We're going to be doing, working with those guys, um, the actor Billy Bob Thornton. Um, we Holliston, which was the horror series that was on um, Fearnet for a while. Um, those guys, we work with them. So we're technically the first comic book company to have Dee Snyder uh, licensed in a comic book. Oh, very cool. cool. Um, so we, I mean, it's, it's nice to be a part of something that obviously has some legs to it. And hopefully we're just adding to that. I just went to the site and I was like, Oh, what the hell's Weiss Manor? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. See, that's part of the, uh, I mean, like I said, I'm, it's, it's a little, uh, I don't know. I'm still working through it. I love the idea, but people keep saying like, just simplify it. That classic, it's Kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Have you guys ever heard that? Yep. Oh yeah, I say yeah. it at work all the time. Yeah, but oh, I like it so much. <laughs> all right. Awesome. Well, I am currently on um, drive through. Well, no, because that's just that's the digital version. That's the digital. Well, I mean, the only way if if you actually want a hard copy sent to you, you have to go to sourcepointpress.com. Gotcha. Okay. What's yeah. That? That's why I can't find it on eBay. You know. <laughs> Listen, man, if anyone's trying to sell that on eBay, I want you to email them and be like, dude, do something better with your life. This is... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the, the digital... We, uh, we did pretty well, too. I, Travis, the editor-in-chief, he gave us a call uh, one night, and he, apparently we were number seven at one point on drive-thru, which was really cool. Um, so like we beat out Transformers and G.I. Joe and stuff, which I, that I'll take that to my grave for sure. That's really cool. Hell yeah. Awesome. So tap, do you have any more questions? No, sir. I'm good to go. I greatly appreciate you coming on and hanging out and talking with us though. It's been awesome. No, you guys are the best. I can definitely see why, uh, boredom would strike and would think to call you dudes up. <laughs> we're here to talk anytime you want that's right hey, uh and and sincerely thank you so much for helping put the word out there and i i don't even know how to thank you for actually enjoying it because that was just luck and i appreciate that so much oh yeah man it's really really solid i'm looking forward to the other issues i'm really looking forward to more issues and i'm gonna go probably order the dang comic here probably this week so i am excited for that and hopefully i'll run into you at one of these conventions to get you to sign it Yes. Yeah, man, we, uh, it's a bummer. We actually just did um, uh, Dallas. We just did Dallas, like Debbie, about two months ago, I think. The- <laughs> really? You were at a Dallas Comic-Con? I wasn't, but SourcePoint was. Really? I um, I do an entertainment website called Pop Nerd TV on the side, and um, we actually covered it. Yeah, uh, I interviewed a whole yeah. bunch of people there. Good stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. We were, we were there, man. I... And I miss it. I spent my tw- this is I know we got to wrap it up, but I spent my twenty first birthday in Dallas, as a matter of fact. Hey yo, did you have fun, Deep Ellum? Sure, yeah, sure. Town? Uh, we went to the stockyards actually, so I, I know oh, it's a little bit Fort out. Worth. Okay. Well, well, because we were in Dallas and it was like a Sunday night, so everything was closed, so we had to go to the stockyards. So yeah, stockyards are fun. Yeah, I mean, please, if you're 21, first time you're drinking anywhere, you're sitting on a saddle drinking, I th- you're not complaining. 
<laughs> that's what's up, man. So, um, so anyway, yeah, it, we'll, I'm sure we'll all bump into you guys. If I, oh, wow, it's late. I just officially. Well, blew. hopefully, we'll bump into you in July yes. at Novacom. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> thank you guys very much. Hey, thank you, so, man. Thank we you. appreciate oh, coming you. on. Real quick, can I just put out? Um, uh, follow me on Twitter. Yep, Mr. Ben AU, all one word. Um, and then Kayla Valerio is K the Cosmonaut. Definitely follow her because she's putting up incredible art all the time. Or go to Line app and look for Ben Ten. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah, now, now you got to join Line. <laughs> yeah, man. You guys, do you guys still play that Marvel game? Oh, they, they canceled no, that. that one, they that ended it. Uh, yeah. Right now I'm playing in So now we just use two. it to talk comic books, basically. Yeah, that's, exactly. about it. that's about it all. See, my, my jam was the Ultimate Alliance games. I love those. Oh, yes. yes. I still get together with friends sometimes and play that. No joke, we did it like two weeks ago. Because it's great. That's why. Yeah. Um, anyway, hey, thank you guys. Uh, I'm going to go to bed now because uh, I'm an old man. All right, brother. All right. Take it easy, Ben. Thanks again. Appreciate it. Of course. Bye, gentlemen. Bye. Bye. Bye.